first episode of the sweet science boxing podcast where we cover boxing's biggest names and events and bring you insightful analysis of every aspect of the fight game a quick introduction of myself i am a full-time aerospace technician father husband and a student of boxing i competed as an amateur boxer some of my proudest achievements in boxing has been competing in the golden gloves and winning both the california and texas state level open division Then, also coaching the youth and my brothers and sisters in arms in the U.S. military. Like I said, I am a full-time student of the sweet science, which is boxing. In this episode, we will cover last night's triple header, starting with the heavyweight division, Usyk vs. Derek. Then talk about the bantamweight monster, Inoue vs. Maloney. Finally, we'll cap it all off with a bang and analyze the Gervonta Tank Davis vs. Leo Santa Cruz fight. I brought out my longtime and good friend, Coach Jay Medina, to analyze these fights with me. What's up, Coach? Doing good over here on this end. Still continue to coach people, teach people the sweet signs the way we used to back in Italy. All right. Yeah, for sure. And and, uh, just a quick background, Jay and I um, were both boxing fans, students of the game, and uh, more so we we coached together in uh, Italy, which uh, is one of my best memories of boxing thus far, thus far, man. Absolutely. Uh, no better time for us at the time. We were just starting off teaching experienced, inexperienced, new, old, just exchanging punches with one another and teaching others how to do it. Oh, yeah. And we, we, we go round for round just, just to show people how you do it, right? Yeah, man, absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. So uh, let, let's get into these fights, um, starting with... Alexander Usyk and J- Derek Chisora. Oh, man, what a fight. Uh, Usyk's debut into the heavyweight division, and Chisora definitely gave him a very warm welcome, to say the least. He came out with the right idea, applying a lot of pressure, bullying him. Usyk looked very uncomfortable for the first three, four, even parts of the fifth round. Oh, yes, yes, I, I agree. I actually took down the uh, the same notes Um Chisora came out with a really aggressive bully style boxing in the early rounds. Um, mm-hmm. And I had him winning all the way till about the fourth. I would agree. I gave him to the fourth as well. And then uh, Usyk, as usual, takes a little while to get started. But once he got his legs under him and he started moving, oh man, it's, it's like a dance for him. Oh yeah. And you can definitely see, um, the Lomachenko, the the Eastern European style fighting that these two have. I mean, the the footwork is is great. Uh, I thought Usyk's mid range was beautiful. I didn't think. Uh, I think that is definitely textbook mid range boxing. For you. Absolutely, I would agree. And uh, constantly turning his opponent. I think um, he needs to work on his inside a little bit, especially when he starts fighting these little stockier, heavier hitters. But um, I think that'll come with time. Oh, yeah. Um, and then <clears throat> just to go over the later rounds, um, Chisora, I think, had a really, I don't know if it was fatigue, but he had a very weird strategy for me. I don't know if his coach told him this, but he was just aiming for the body. He, he went for big body shots, but it was already, what, the 10th, 11th, 12th yeah. round. 
very, yeah. very late. I think he should have started that back in the fourth, maybe fifth round um, before Usa got his legs under him. I think at that point, though, he was just he's super fatigued and it was probably heavy to pick his hands up to even reach for the head. Right. And we all know how that feels. Your shoulders are on fire. Um, just aiming anywhere above the chest, it feels like 100 pounds is strapped to your hand. On each yeah. hand, yeah. So I think he was just going for broke and trying to make sure that he didn't get uh, put to sleep before the end of the fight. All right. Yeah, and uh, Alexander Usyk was the winner by unanimous decision. Um, I think I agree with that. Absolutely. You agree with that? Yeah, big time. Uh, he earned that. He earned that win. He's gonna have to learn how to plant his feet every now and again to uh, apply pressure to some of these heavy weights. But he definitely took that one. Yeah, and you and I, we we spoke a little bit um, already about. Just the challenges Usyk is going to have in the future now that he is uh, the, the mandatory fighter for Anthony Joshua, who has uh, already a fight in line. Yeah, but that'll be a pretty good challenge for him as well. Um, he that guy has a good chin and he's a good puncher too. Very fundamental. It'd be interested to see if he can keep up with uh, Usyk's footwork. Yeah, no, Usyk uh, definitely needs to to learn how to sit on his punches. Um, I think he needs to do more work to the body early in the in the game, early in the rounds, just to bank those shots so that early later in the game, those shots will start opening up for him up top. I agree. Break down, break down the big boys. Yep, and and that's a heavy division, man. I think uh, the heavyweights are back. Uh, they've been back now for for some time, for a couple of years, with yeah. Fury and Wilder, uh, Joshua and Andy Ruiz. These are four names that are big household names, and now They're Alexander Usyk's about to jump into the mix. It's exciting, man. Uh, for the for quite a while, the lighter weight classes were dominating, and the heavyweight division was kind of lackluster. A lot of overweight people, more so than fit fighters and they're they're looking solid a lot of guys lots of great technique out there short tall and stocky awesome yeah yeah i mean when the heavyweight division is doing well i think all the boxing is doing well absolutely yeah and that just goes in history you see with ali and tyson um anyways let's jump into our next fight uh in a way versus jason maloney um this was obviously a blowout for me. I think in a way basically did what he does best and that's uh, being a monster at this at this weight. I mean, it's like a young Pacquiao. Yeah. <laughs> watching. Uh, absolutely. I've been waiting for in a way to make his debut over um on our land to see what he's got to show uh us here on the, in the states. Uh he's a solid fighter, man. He has great fundamentals. He keeps his hands up solid. He counters Punch whenever he gets punched, lets his hands go very well, and is he's got heavy hands. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Jason Maloney isn't wasn't just a um, you know a bum. He wasn't just a you know, a can of tomatoes either. Right. This guy right. was a was a great competition. I mean, great fighter in his right in his own right. And Definitely came out to fight. Yeah, but in a way, just has that he has that ability to just make great fighters seem not that great. And that's uh, 
and he's still young in his career. He still has more to come up and um, continue to show and learn from. I think um, just uh, in a way, he has the great fundamentals. I just wish he, that he would move his head a little bit more. I think, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think if he moved his head a little bit more, he, he wouldn't get caught as much as he does. But he has a great chin, so I think he relies on it and just punches through it. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's true. I think for a lot of fighters, especially younger fighters or inexperienced, um, the head movement doesn't come so natural. It's weird to, uh, you know, it's one thing to throw punches, even punches and bunches, but to think defensively while you're on the offensive is it, a, a little unnatural for people. I would agree, absolutely. And it, I think it'll come with time. Hopefully, his coaches are keeping an eye on that and – he'll continue to evolve from this point. Um, but for sure, it's something that he's going to have to develop because once he starts getting to these higher top-tier fighters who got hands like he has hands, it's going to be something to worry about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and speaking of hands, um, and that that was a great fight. In a way, won it, seventh-round knockout. Um, but I really want to talk about this. Javante uh, Davis and... And uh, Leo Ooh, Santa Cruz fight. Oh, oh yeah, man. There was uh, there was fireworks last night. I mean, to say the least. Yes, I, I honestly, this fight lived up to its hype, and I'm super happy, super pleased that it did so. Uh, absolutely. Uh, both of them showed tremendous heart. Both of them were definitely there to fight. Uh, man, I don't even know how you want to do it. We we can go round for round for this one. I took lots yes. of notes on these guys here. Absolutely. Uh, let's let's go round for round. This is the round for round analyze, analysis with Javante Davis versus Leo Santa Cruz. Let's go see, ahead, round, man. Take it away. Round one. Uh, both fighters, I think, both came out trying to earn each other's respect. They weren't really firing off too much, but they were definitely trying to touch each other up enough to let them know, hey, I'm here for whatever you got to bring me. And yeah, uh, I go ahead. Oh no, no, I was I was just agreeing that um honestly I thought they would be there was respect um for each other's power, but there was also uh already glimpse of what the fight would be of just in the pocket fighting. And I didn't so, think they yeah. would, you know, be so busy in that first round. And I think in that first round they didn't count it, but I think it was a, a knockdown personally. Oh, are you talking about um, what they David call the slip? Yep. I, th mm. I think he got caught with the punches, and it just happened that his legs were there too. But I, I think I think that should have been counted as a knockdown, on, in my opinion. Either way, I gave it to Cruz. Um, that's a 10-9 round for Cruz. Yep, I agree with that. Um, round two. Round two. Let's see here. Uh, Davis was displaying good head movement. He was, man. Because Cruz throws a lot of punches, and Davis was slipping in and out of that pocket pretty good. Uh, Cruz was letting his hands go nonstop, as was expected by him. He's a true traditional Mexican fighter. He comes with his head down, and he's ready to punch and let him go. He wasn't scared uh, of any of the defense. Oh, yeah, and even um, a lot of people are going to watch this fight again, and I think... Um... This is a little deceptive round. I think it looks like uh, that 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 Santa Cruz was 
hitting him, was actually hitting his targets. But a lot of those, Davis was slipping. I mean, marginally, but he was still slipping a lot of those punches. Yes. Yep. Um, but Santa Cruz was still, I believe, in in control, in command, and dictating the pace also the, agree. in round yes, two. Sir. I, I gave it a 10-9 for him still in that round as well. Yes, yes. Um, round three. Round three, what do Ooh, I got? Let's see here. Cruz was maintaining great pressure still. Tank was still trying to figure out his range, in my opinion, and try to find respect with his power punches. Uh, I thought that Tank needed to throw more combinations instead of just singing, uh, swinging out single counters. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the rounds. It was this round and, and actually the next round where um, Davis was actually starting to land some power shots, yeah. some real tough power shots, but it seemed like it was going to be that it was manageable for Santa Cruz. Def- definitely like Santa Cruz was taking it well on the chin, literally. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he just kept punching, though. He, he was not trying to back down from uh, Tank at all. Right, and that's um, you know that that's that's a very respectable, typical Mexican warrior fighting style. Yep. Yes, sir. Um, this goes back to you and I were talking about it, uh, the Morales and Barrera fights. Very reminiscent. Uh, very. I mean, I think I think uh, Santa Cruz even looks like Morales, uh, especially yeah. when he when he, he 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 smiles after a big punch. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Whether he lands it or takes it, he's happy to be there, man. I I was. It's hard to see anything that he's just a happy kid. He likes being in there. Period. Yes, and um, man, the next round, round four. I I wrote down literally what I wrote down was great round, great, great, great round. Yep. Yeah. Uh, round four was a continuation of round three, just with the pace picking up. Tank was finally starting to get his range. He was taking his time with it, and Cruz was still dominating, letting off punches. They were finally starting to exchange with one another. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is when the fireworks shows came out. This is when they went blow for blow. Um, Man, I had this Santa Cruz. uh, I was was – rooting for him honestly i mean i put down gervonta was gonna win the fight you know i told everyone i know i think davis was gonna win but round four i i I switched sides man i was like oh leo santa cruz let's go (laughs) i think it's normal for for that to happen though we know who should win on paper and statistically Uh but we can't help but root for who we like though i i also wanted santa cruz to do very well um, I just know the type of fighter the tank is, though, so I, I would say the same as you. Yeah, and uh, I actually ended up giving that round to Santa Cruz, and I and I could see it going either way, but round four was just man, that was a great round. I think that's something for anyone uh, the the casual boxing fan could enjoy to the to the big boxing heads, right? Yes, absolutely. The enthusiasts that we are, we we were able to see the techniques and the small intricacies that most people would look over. And, oh yes, yes. Um, round five. Round five. Round, uh, round five. I, I got Davis, man. Yeah. Yep. I have all the rounds for Cruz up until round five. 
I think yeah. round five, Tank was finally starting to turn his opponent, um, using his angles very well, letting his hands go a little bit further. Uh, I thought he needed to pick up the pace a little bit more, but he was definitely starting to dominate the fight at this point. Yeah, I mean, before this, um, Santa Cruz was, uh, he kept touching Davis. I mean, yeah, Davis was moving, he was, he was uh, fainting, he was weaving, he was, he was moving his head, but Santa Cruz was able to pretty much stay on target with him. And yep. I think round five, uh, Santa Cruz started to miss more, and, and uh, Davis was looking for those counters. I mean, and was finally letting, letting his hands go. I think um, in the previous rounds, I think Davis wasn't winning just because, yes, he was slipping very well, but he wasn't throwing enough. He started picking it up on the fifth for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that we both gave round five to Davis. And uh, round six, man, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm... I wish it didn't end here, but the way it ended, I don't think, uh, well, uh, for sure, Davis couldn't be happier with this. Absolutely not. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Tank, in the beginning of that round, he started applying much better pressure. Cruz Mm -hmm. was starting to back down slightly. And um, I think Cruz thought he can weather the storm. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, um, lights out. Yeah, it, it, I took some uh, I took some pretty detailed notes on this. Uh, I agree with you, and I think and this is why you and I, you know, coaching with you was was easy, man. I think we see we had the same eye. Um, Santa Cruz can't fight backwards. Nope. And and David once Gervonta started moving forward and and dictating the pace, applying the pressure on Santa Cruz versus the other way around um yeah this is this is where santa cruz needs to work on his game he cannot fight backwards instead he stops or he he, he locks himself on the ropes or on the corners um it stops throwing he, punches yes and, and you know it, it's a good he's really good at coming forward and throwing punches and bunches but i think uh davis expertly handled that and neutralized that and then pushed him back. Yes, absolutely. I think uh, Santa Cruz needs to learn either to learn how to punch while he's moving backwards or learn to pivot off. Right. And then pivot, pivot off that front foot, check hooks. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, Lomancheco is is the, the artist, is, is the best at this, um, but... There's plenty of other professional fighters that do this really well too, and uh, something that you and I would always try to teach people is is the pivot and to move out of the way. You know, yeah. not to stay in the line of fire, but to, to get out of the way. Circle your opponent. Yes, circles, lots of circles, but stay off the center line. Right, but when you don't, man, that's when you get. It's when you get knocked out, man. If your head stays in that center line, you end up like Santa Cruz, and it becomes a slip by Davis, and one of the most vicious uppercuts of the year. Oh yeah, I mean this, and I hate to say this as a big Pacquiao fan, man, but that was a knockout that was similar, like scarily similar to the Marquez Pacquiao knockout. Yeah, very Uh, much so. 
where the point where Pacquiao wasn't even moving, you know, you were worried, you know, we couldn't tell if he was breathing. Oh, it's heartbreaking. It, yeah, it's it's sad to see somebody, but when they get down like that, but I mean, he's a warrior. He 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 wouldn't want it any other way. He want to leave on his shield. Oh, for sure. And we applaud that. We're glad that he's he's safe. And and that's something that uh, you know fans need to also consider that yeah, these people are just like you and me. You know, they're just doing their job, making money, providing for their families, and nobody wants to see them. You know, to get hurt. No. Yeah. Nobody wants to get hurt. Yeah, and uh-huh. and as um, brutal as Tank can be in that ring, even he was worried. He came over to the corner to go check on him. Um, I commend him on that as well. Yeah, and 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 Davis and Javante actually gets a lot of a lot of heat for his uh for his uh, professionalism. His uh, well, how like, would you lack say lack thereof? Lack thereof. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think he's just a young kid, man, and he's learning how to navigate this business world, you know what I mean? Right. And speaking of navigate, what do you foresee for uh Gervonta going forward? Uh let's see here. This who we got in that division. David Haney. I don't think mm-hmm. he's gonna get a fight with David Haney anytime soon, if at all, because they're both uh pretty close to Mayweather. That would probably be a little rough for him, though it'd be a good money grab. Uh, Gary Russell. I think a lot of people are ducking Gary Russell. That man is very good technically and has hand speed like no other. Right, and, and hand speed. We we had to talk about Ryan Garcia. Ah, uh, yes, that's another one. Yeah. I think that should be next. Ah, uh, yeah, that's my uh, that'd be my 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 ideal fight for Davis. I think that's the next superstardom level is when you Mayweather's guy beats De La Hoya's guy, right? That Which means, is the rivalry in itself. Right, exactly. And the Mayweather De La Hoya. Uh, exactly, you know. I think uh I think both of them got uh great social media um what is it? Footprint on there. They go at it with one another regularly online. Uh they've been they've been waiting for one another. It's just a matter of their promoters and their managers putting them in line so that they can. That's going to be lots of fireworks, man. Both for of them sure. are Both of them are fast, and they both got something to prove. Oh yeah, and uh, I hope, I hope they make that happen. You know, it's it's bad enough that boxing. You know, it takes so long for them to to give the fans what they want, right? Um, but last night, I think was a great exception, man. We had these three fights. Um, and each one of them was great in their own ways. And just Gervonta Davis, Leo Santa Cruz was the icing on the cake for me. Man. Absolutely. I, I agree. That that was a great night of boxing. I was not leaving yeah. this living room for anyone or anything. No. <laughs> no, I think, uh, man, they had it on three different channels. I had dual screen going on. I, I looked like an iguana with one eye this way and another eye that, that way. The same man. way. Like I'm in the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> all right man well i appreciate you thank uh, you coach thank, thank you for you, having man. me man i miss you very much i wish you guys the best continue on your journey and hopefully we'll cross them again and get back to this fight game together 
And that wraps up today's episode. Big shout out to Coach Jay Medina. Thank you, brother. I owe you for this one. A big shout out to premiumbeats.com for the beautiful royalty-free instrumental and sound effects. And finally, thank you listeners for the support of this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. And until then, peace.